the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Can you hear me? Yep. Can you cool. hear me? Yes. Awesome. Sorry, I'm moving, I'm moving my mic, so it's going to make noise for a second. That's cool. How are you? Good, how are you? Or should I even ask? I mean, you know how I am. Um, so I, I have a question I would like for you to answer completely, 100% honestly, and I promise it won't hurt my feelings. Okay. Does it ever just get exhausting? What? Being friends with me. Oh, no. Really? Because here's, here's the thing. You ask, and maybe you won't do what I say, and that's probably smart. But, like, you take in what I say. Does that make sense? There's a difference. Does that make yeah, sense? But there's always something, man. Like, it has to just be like, why the fuck is there always a crisis in this guy's life? That's just the nature of being human and interacting with other humans. But, I mean, I feel like no, nobody puts their stuff on me. I think I do from time to time. I guess. It just never feels like it. I used to feel like that in high school with my best friend in high school. She was always having some kind of emotional meltdown, but it was always like the high school stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so I was just, at one point it was just like, I can't, like I'm always this chick's shoulder to cry on. And like, it just, it's too much, man. <laughs> so. No, I don't, I don't feel that way. Question. Can you hear any sort of background worrying or anything? No. Sweet. I'm I'm uh, recording in the screening room upstairs. Oh, cool. I wanted to test it out, and as there's noise machine is cranked up, as it normally is, it's not cranked up especially for me, um, but I can sort of, like, hear it, but I play with my gain a little bit, hoping that you wouldn't be able to hear it. No. Very I cool. don't Sorry. hear anything. So are we doing, uh, so I'm assuming we're not doing the movie podcast at this moment, correct? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure what we are going to do. I'm going to shake up my drink. Have some tea, but it's got ice in it. It needs to shake. It's like a powdered tea thing. Shake that up. Listen, everybody. All done. Everybody, all two people that listen to this podcast. Hey, Marie and Jacob, our most loyal friends that I've never met. Um, no, nah, I've been thinking about that for well, pretty much all week. <laughs> so since like Friday. So, I mean, we're not going to say a ton, but you've had no, we some. we can say it. <laughs> but you said just a couple of days ago not to say it. Um, I think by the time I edit this, quote unquote, edit this and 
put it up. It'll be Friday. I will have had the test. I won't know the results, but I'll also be on my way to Columbus. And I've decided to just tell them. So tell them as in tell like your feelings. No. I was talking about the cancer stuff. <laughs> Tell your family, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the relationship stuff that we shouldn't talk about. Oh, no. I mean, that's whatever, man. Um, that's just me making bad decisions about the people that I, I guess, fall for. I don't know. All right. That's fair. <laughs> so did you ever Somebody, hear from her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fine. Or she says she's fine. I don't know. What? So she dis... Okay, so Logan, Logan's got feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Logan caught feelings. Um, and you... you let, I'm going to simplify it. Can I simplify it? Go ahead. So the, the the probably the person I would support your feelings on the most um, was in need um, financially, and you not being this person's boyfriend offered to help financially in a way that's probably more familial or boyfriend level. And then she went, she said no, which makes sense. And then, um, which was coming from an earnest place, and I was really proud of you for that being your instinct, that you're a very kind person, but it was also someone you want to be romantically entangled with, so not a good move. We know that, you know that, we're cool with that. Um, but she disappeared, it didn't come to work, called out, didn't call out, um, and that was the last I'd heard, and that had gone on for hours where you had not heard from her. So she is okay, at least. Yes. Stressing me out. <laughs> you don't even know her. <laughs> No, for you, though. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I completely understood the comments that were made to me when I was in the hospital. And people were like, oh, my God, you scared me so much. Don't ever do that again. Like, that always irked me. But, like, my first instinct, I didn't do it. But my first instinct was like, oh, my God, please don't ever do that again. I just thought you were dead. You're just wild. I just can't. Did you say that to her? No, I did not say that. But that also comes from like a place of extreme anxiety. And it's not just like related to that person. You're probably the only person that I don't apply that to. Because if something happened, unless it happened to you and Katie, I would know about it. Like, I think she would make sure that I knew. So if I text you and I don't hear from you for two days, I'm like, well, he's busy. He's not dead because unless him and Katie both died, they would have told me. <laughs> One of the other would have told me. So, That's fair. But, like, people that I don't know outside of, like, I don't know their world, you know? Like, my boss. So if my boss is 15 minutes late to work, well, maybe not 15 minutes. If it's, he's supposed to get there at eight, if it's nine o'clock and he's not there by eight 30, I've usually asked somebody, Hey, 
is he coming in late or is he he's sick or what's going on? Um, and by nine o'clock, if the answer was, I don't know, if by nine o'clock he still hasn't shown up, like then my brain immediately goes to, well, he's an hour late for work. So he's dead somewhere. You're not dramatic at all. <laughs> and it's not, <laughs> it, it's an anxiety thing. And I know people with like severe anxiety would understand that. So, which I know you have anxiety about things too. So, but mine just immediately jumps to like, well, they're dead. So, you know. <laughs> you are a character. That's the end of it. You're a character. It's a horrible way to live. Yeah, I mean, it sounds sounds a little exhausting. But Just you don't sound bit. you don't sound terrible though. Like you, I've, you... I've had a drink. So. Oh, what'd you drink? <laughs> um, Mango Rita. Which that sounds, sounds like it sounds like a stripper's name. <laughs> it sounds so gross. It just sounds um, gross. Yeah. <laughs> can you catch an STD from the can? Probably. <laughs> it comes in a can, doesn't it? No. <laughs> okay. It's in a bottle. Is it like a girly bottle, though? It very much so. <laughs> Not to gender you, <laughs> but... Uh, we've established that I'm a 14-year-old girl. Uh, trapped in a 40-year-old man's body. You know, I told you, maybe that's your problem. <laughs> so, what are you going to tell people about cancer? Um, that there's a concern that okay. so there's I have cancer new... a third time. Yay! But there's not new information. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Do you know when? Do you hear anything? Uh, tests on Friday, and I'm assuming Monday or Tuesday, I will have uh, a phone call from the doctor. Um, if it's bad, it'll probably be, uh, we need to see you, which sucks because I'll be on vacation. Um, if you're supposed good, to be back home, uh, not Monday or Tuesday. Oh, okay. I'm out of town all next week. No, that's what I meant. Home, Columbus. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I I've passed the point of like I consider this home now. <laughs> no, that's good to know. Good to know your vocab. Fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> so is Jacob coming down too, or just Elizabeth? Just Elizabeth, and she's leaving Sunday, so I'll get to see her for a day. Wait, so she's coming down this week? Yeah, she. They're leaving. I think they're leaving today. Or they left today. Oh. So well, at least you get be, to see her. Yeah, which will be nice. We can discuss uh, our our endeavor. We're going, I'll, I'll just say we're going to write a children's book. That's really so, cool. I'm excited for that. I mean, it'll probably never go anywhere, much like most of the things I do. <laughs> but Whatever. Um, if you keep doing good things, eventually one of them will stick. Uh, I think at this point I'm just doing good things to make up for the bad things I did for so very long. Ugh, I hate your outlook on life. That gets annoying. <laughs> your outlook. <laughs> you didn't know me before all this. 
What does that mean? I, it means I was not a good person. Oh, I thought you meant like bad creative things. No, I, I meant like karma things. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. The drug smuggling, the tax evasion, those things. Yeah. You sighed a little too deep at drug smuggling. I'm a little curious now. No. Are you the Pablo Escobar <laughs> of Columbus? No, not at all. I was just a really shitty person. With time, I have this image of who that person was in my head. One day we'll compare notes. <laughs> not probably already, probably... Right, although I'm honest about my stuff. I understand people don't want to just be like, here's all of my shit. So, See, I feel like you've probably told one of these girls all of your stuff that you've never told me, and that part annoys me a little bit. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I've told you. so Not, not much. Oh, okay. Well, then the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know what it's like to have a crush and to be like, my friends aren't as important as this lady who won't kiss me. Both of them. <laughs> God, the pain is twice as hard. Oh, man. <laughs> so funny. I do feel like I'm in high school now, suddenly. It, it feels a lot like I'm in high school right now. And so that is why I've definitely decided that I am going to apply for a different position on a different shift and get the fuck away from all of this. I'm sure it will bring its own level of high schoolness because I'll be working with a bunch of 22 year olds, but I'll be their boss. So that's okay. So have you, so if you, are you working on your resume? Where are you at with that? Uh, it's enough that I felt comfortable just being like, oh, okay, well, I apparently had updated it at some point. I guess when I was like, fuck this job, I want to quit. <laughs> I guess I updated it. <laughs> so um, it's like, well, I mean, all the info's still there. The people that I would interview with mostly know me. So like it would, they would just look at it and go, okay, well, at least he brought his resume. We know we can talk about like his stuff within the company. <clears throat> okay. So, um, so have you actually applied yet? Yes. Okay. So you're not going to. You have applied. Okay. Uh, I, I got have you. applied. That's wild. Are you uh, excited? Nervous? Both. Did you said the other day that you thought you were a shoe in to not get it? Was that you being negative, or did you know something? Oh no, I wasn't talking about the job. When I was like, when I said it was a strikeout, I was not yeah. talking about the job. Oh, you're so confusing. <laughs> I know. You have too many storylines at one time. 14-year-old girl. You're a really convoluted TV show that better pay off in the final season. Uh, I mean, I feel like fighting cancer a third time, and either way it goes, it's going to be pretty epic. <laughs> Fair enough. I um, you're you're a TV show that can't stop using the same gimmick every year. Yeah, there's always somebody with cancer, man. You have a bad guy of the season, but it's always cancer. To be fair, it's every other season, not every year. That's fair. That's fair. You're sort of like The Sopranos. I'm watching The Sopranos right now. Do you know that? Have I told you that? Yeah, yeah, with Katie, right? Yeah, we just started season four, um, and I thought it was going to be a mobster that needs to get knocked off every year, but it's looking like that every other year. Because I kind of remember the storylines, but they're sort of compressed together because of time because i haven't watched it since it was like actually on the air and so um 
So I realized that, oh, it's like every other season. So you are the Sopranos of cancer dramas. Okay. I can take that. It's a good I mean, it's show. It's a well-regarded show. So, and did you tell me you've never seen it? Nope, not one episode. Katie's obsessed. She literally, at one point, was like, "So, how long are y'all podcasting tonight?" She was supposed to edit tonight, and that's why this was like the good night. And by the way, she scheduled that. And then she was like, "I'm getting texts about The Sopranos." I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I would love to watch it too, but I will be podcasting." But she's like. She's ready. As I walked in here, she goes, I'm going to watch ahead without you. Bye. <laughs> and now you're like stabbing me in the heart. <laughs> oh, what? No, whatever. <laughs> no. I mean, she might be when you fall asleep one night and be like, I have to finish the Sopranos stab. But no, otherwise. So have I ever told you that that's like top five, like biggest anxiety slash fear things? Is it like your Sopranos? wife really hates me? Well, I know you've mentioned in the past that you thought she did, which was always really dumb to me, but I didn't know that was like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Are you afraid she'll like start to hate you or do you just think she hates you all the time? Probably a little bit of both. Definitely that if she doesn't hate me, eventually she will start to hate me. Does she do something that makes you think that or is this all or is this purely in your head? <laughs> Hmm? No, it's all in my head. Well, I mean, you never know. Maybe she does something and you're like, that's the thing that makes me think that. And I could say, hey, stop doing that. But no. I didn't think there was anything. No. She, named, I mean, she she agreed to name our child after you. And I mean, was literally, I think the second person I saw when I woke up from. You, you didn't even have cancer when we decided to do that. Yeah. It just worked out with good timing, so when you tell the story, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we literally told you that, what, less I'm, than 48 hours before the hospital trip. 24. I, yeah. See, I See, had it's breakfast definitely less than 48. Guys. Yeah. Uh, I had breakfast, or was it breakfast, brunch, something like, with you guys. kind of like brunch, yeah. <clears throat> then went to the uh, opening, cer- not opening ceremonies, whatever they call it. Yeah, the opening uh, night premiere party. night, yeah. And then went back to the hotel room. And it would have been the next afternoon. Then, yeah, 24 yeah, so hours later. It point was being, like, she agreed to it before that happened. So it wasn't like, oh, my friend almost died. Can you agree to this name? She was like, oh, that's perfect. Someone from your side of the family that you brought into the relationship, someone from my side of because her grandmother, Logan, someone from, from my side of the family that I brought into the relationship and a pop culture reference, but you were considered family even then. And you didn't even think we were friends then. We've had that conversation on this podcast. Yeah. So why wouldn't I think that she hated me? <laughs> I didn't well, even think we were friends. <laughs> well, not thinking someone's friends and thinking someone hates you is very, very different in my <clears throat> opinion. It's not that I think she hates me. I just have this fear that one day it's just going to be like, yeah, you really need to stop talking to Logan. Mostly because, like I said, it's always something. I think mostly she occasionally dislikes podcasting. Yeah, that's that's about it. She used to more than occasionally dislike it, but I used to do it a lot more. And um, I have learned since through conversations with her and a therapist that uh, my conversational skills weren't always what they needed to be in terms of planning those things. And this was before Ezra. So not to say like it just changed with Ezra anyway, but I wasn't very good at communicating about like 
what I was going to do, when I was going to do it, what she was going to do, what her thoughts were on it. Because I could have maybe done some things on like, you know, not 20 minutes after it aired all the time. That would have been okay. In our closet, in our one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's all good now. We're moved past it. That's good. Maybe she hates me. (laughs) She loves you. Now sometimes I think she might both <laughs> but i earn it but it comes from like that that kind of hatred comes from a place of pure love yeah maybe it maybe. does okay we just communicate very differently and it and i'm sometimes i feel like i am like a doctor who doesn't know how to talk to people right after he's regenerated <laughs> but it makes but everything makes perfect sense to me and I'm not sure why you're not understanding me. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I see that's and that's usually where that comes from. <laughs> the doctor in arrested development is <laughs> always I don't know what to tell you, he's gone. Or like, I'm so sorry, we lost him. And they're like, Oh my god, he's dead. He's like, No, we lost him. Like he got up and left. <laughs> well, I meant like Doctor Who, but yes, when you put it that way, like that. <laughs> I could totally see that. So I tried to bribe you into buying a print for me. Did you like my little scheme that I came up with? Yeah, I did. I didn't fall for it at all. I know. Mostly because I'm broke. That's <laughs> that's a definite product of my upbringing. Those kind of thoughts come through my head all the time. Because as I grew up, it was always like a scheme to get something paid or get something you wanted. And so I, I come up with that kind of crap. All the time, and the only reason I even sent it to you because I was like, Logan will appreciate the insanity of this, and he also won't do it. And if he did, he'll do it as a good sport. So either way, I'm not being a terrible person by telling him. Because in some cases, when you have those thoughts, if you send those schemes to somebody else, they'll agree to it, and then you're in this weird place where oh, oh crap, it happened, and I didn't mean for it to happen. I was just being an a hole. And so I knew one way or the other we would be cool. So I was like, I'm just going to send this to him and see what he does, shake things up a little. Like, if he's got a few hundred extra dollars, he might actually do this. <laughs> but there's, um, so yeah, so the for context, there's a print that I want from an artist, Craig Drake, which if you see my Instagram, you can tell I don't need more prints. But, um, but I've got three of his, I guess now. I've got the Catwoman, the Lost in Translation, and the Gandalf that Brick gave me years ago. Um, and so there's a print, Padme. Natalie Portman, um, that I really, really want. And uh, it's $65. So I texted Logan and was like, hey, buy this for me now. Well, let me pay you back $10 a month, and then you give it to me at Christmas. And the gift is that you basically facilitated giving this to me for Christmas. But I paid you for it. And Logan didn't fall for it. But there's a split second I thought you might. I mean, if I'd have had the money, I probably definitely would have been like, oh, okay, that's a deal. But... <laughs> I'm such a, like, I would have done that. You would have paid me back for it. And I still would have gotten you a Christmas gift. Moron. (laughs) You're too nice. Why are you broke? Um, Did I offend you with the moron thing? I was just kidding. Um, You called me a drama queen the other day, by the way. You're a jerk. (laughs) You're such a jerk. You don't like it when I'm nice <laughs> i don't you like hate it everybody's nice um so i'm broke because i make bad decisions uh but you're not buying comic books 
books. We can just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> is it all the dating profile memberships? Yes. No, it's not. Yes. <laughs> How much do dating profiles cost? A lot. No, they don't. Yes, they do. And more than Netflix? Yes. $40 a month. Yes. Oh, my God. Does Tinder cost $40 a month? Uh, if you pay by the month, I think it's 30 I thought Tinder was free. That's why everyone used it. It's free, but there's levels. Are you All of like... them are free, but there's levels. So you're in, like, the VIP room of these places. Not even close. So there's more expensive versions? Yes. What do you get for more money? I'm so curious. It just you can like boost your profile and make it like the top search result and stuff like that. I, so, yeah, I, I've, I've been <laughs> surprised. I've been having <laughs> a bit of a crisis. Um, so part of this that is all just like, because you want my wife to take your wedding pictures. I mean, pretty we much. Could, we could stage a wedding, Luke. Save the money. Um, I mean, I feel like if I do get diagnosed with cancer, I could definitely talk somebody into marrying me. <laughs> a weird, manipulative, um, uh, like, uh, teen drama YA novel, except you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> and they're all in their 20s. It's only a little creepy. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, your finances and how expensive... Oh, they're they're expensive, and I I was having a a meltdown about a week and a half of just this constant loop in my head of you're gonna die alone, you're gonna die alone, which like saying it it was really depressing, and saying it I realized like a lot of people were like, oh my god, that's so horrible. I'm okay right now, <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now I'm concerned. It's okay. But this is why I send you nice messages when I screw up our plans to apologize to let you know that you're important to me. And then you call me a drama queen. But listen to you, Mr. Drama Queen. By the time you sent that message, I was okay. Well, I know that because you said the drama queen thing. But I'm still saying, not a nice move. I appreciate it. I apologize for my drama queen remarks. You're a dick. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, but then something will happen, and I'll be sitting here, and then I will text you one of those long, like, I love you, man. I can't ever thank you enough for all the stuff you've done for me. The crap I never say, so... It's it really funny out. because it'll happen at like Saturday at 9.42 in the morning. Yep. And Katie will see a book and one thing, and Katie's pretty open about this, so I'm not really, I'm not being mean. But she's very much like, who else texting you books? Because usually you would think only dramatic girls on the side would send me books like that. And so she always nope, Logan. <laughs> and so that's what I, I do. I look at him. I look at Kate and go, Logan decided he has feelings right now. <laughs> Logan found his heart. But uh, yeah, 
that's one of her big paranoia things that all of a sudden there's going to be someone sliding into my text messages, but apparently I can't afford that anyway. And this is why I think Katie will hate me. (laughs) You're the one, you're the one sending me the love texts. Um, but it's, it's probably been a while since I've done it, but I do have my moments where, um, I'm positive you did it just the, the other day. Did I? I'm positive. Yeah. Because I, I'm, this is going to sound terrible. I, I did it to like three or four people. Oh, I'm not special. You just used me like one of your cheap whores. <laughs> you are. Because they were not, it was not all this standard text message thing. Uh, two of them were to two of my friends from high school back in Columbus who do the thing where they text me and then I don't text them back for like three days. And they're like, what the fuck, dude? Um, and so I texted them like, Hey, I'm a shitty friend and I'm sorry. I'm a shitty friend, but I love you. <laughs> so oh, this is, this is the one where you, I think this was when you were telling me that you were going to tell Ezra when he's a teenager that we're awesome. I think that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. I think Thursday. That was all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That one was pretty good. I liked that one. So, and then like I got distracted and I didn't get to respond to you like until like the next day. I don't think. No, no, you texted me later that night. So now I'm looking through our text thread. That's not entertaining. Um, Not that this is really an entertaining show. (laughs) It just is what it is. It's a boring conversation. Although this one is proving not... Well, I don't know about... Fuck everybody else. It's not boring to me. (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's nice to sit in the screening room and do this. There are no tiny little centipede things crawling on the floor. Yeah, I'm never going in your basement again. They're tiny. There's like a little, you've seen them. They're not scary. But it's because I'm positive it's because of we have a lawnmower now. Yeah. And so you bring the lawnmower into the garage, brings those things into the garage, and the basement's just a wall away. They just crawl right through. Yeah. They're so is that, is that a real thing, though? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Lawn mowing's new to me, just for the record. So, like, the first time we did it, I didn't knock the lawnmower out, like, to get all the grass out of it. And then we got, like, flies in the house immediately. Bad move. And I was like, what the hell? And so I fought the flies off. I have one. They are not there anymore, except for the fact that Katie left the front door open um, today. And so there were a couple in there today. But Arya actually got them. It was, like, the best, sweetest thing she's done for me in years. Um, (laughs) I was like, that's a good dog. Um, so okay so flies are, that's a thing I've done some googling but everything thing I get in returns is about how to kill flies in your yard and I'm like that sounds crazy I don't want to kill flies in my yard it's a yard that's where they should be I don't want them in my house are they coming in my house because of my lawnmower in my garage so that the answer is yes yes yeah, okay. yeah. I mean it, it's when you invite nature into your house like the things that you don't like about nature will also find their way into your house. Well, I'm thinking about, I think I've got a plan to seal off, because what it is is the, so I'm trying to think, like the framing of the wall, um, there's no molding at the bottom of the wall, right? In the basement, from the garage to the basement. So I think what they're doing is just basically crawling over the bottom of the framing, like underneath the lip of the wall and coming through, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think I just need to, if I seal that off somehow, or put 
some molding up. It'll at least slow them down so there's not as many. Because I've been having to vacuum like a couple times a week. Gotcha. But it's like f- 15 or 20, so it's not like 100. But 15 or 20 is like a lot if you it's look at still, them. Yeah, it's still a lot. Because they just die. They don't. They also are sad because they just come in there and they're like, oh, there's no grass and dead. Yeah. That's kind of like when you would, well, I, I'm out. I'm assuming everybody's seen this at some point, but like uh, sidewalks, you'll see like dead worm carcasses because yes. they crawled out of the grass and got on the concrete. And we're like, oh, God, I can't make my way back. And then the sun just fried them. So it's very sad. Anyway, the life of a. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Um Oh, but it is nice to be up here because it's like I'm sitting on the blue couch, which is now in the guest room. Which you know that because you helped me bring the damn new couch in. I thought to tell you all about, about the new furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, there. You were there. Um, my my telling of the deconstructing the lazy boy story with her cousin Brian has evolved, so it's not totally accurate, but it's a really good story now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's mostly to his benefit, not to ours. Um, but the fact that we put it back together, that's like the punchline of the story. And everyone's like, ooh, ah. I'm like, we're cool. <laughs> I would just like to say, and I, this is, I'm not trying to slight you here, but two guys who probably know nothing about putting stuff like that together are very, very little. Like the guys who you would think knew something we're like yeah i don't know why this screw is longer than the other <laughs> now granted it took us fucking it up to figure it out but we but figured we... out why one screw was longer than the or bolt it's not a screw it's a bolt yeah. while one bolt was longer than the other we did so see that's the thing i can figure stuff out i just don't know stuff right does that make, does that make sense yes but they all know stuff but they couldn't figure that one out yep i don't know why this one's longer than the other ones well, it's longer because when you take it the fuck apart, you need the longer one to pull everything together. <laughs> the best part is somebody in that room made a joke about whoever worked at the factory making a mistake. Yep. <laughs> that is my favorite thing about that is that someone literally tried to like make fun of some totally anonymous factory person and they were wrong. But um, in the end, I got a free couch that has <laughs> reclining seats. If if all four of us, well, I guess five of us, were standing in a row, they would be like, well, those three guys could probably put the furniture together. These two guys over here, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly think that you could be given the benefit of the doubt, minus the before the bleached hair. Maybe I was about to hair. say, and we haven't talked about that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, yeah, everyone knows. Logan has bleached yeah, hair. Yeah, Logan bleached his hair. Um, so, uh, I, I, I love it. I think I'm just going to keep doing it. I mean, could it make your hair fall out though? If you bleach it forever Um, or will it just permanently stay like that color? I mean, so I'm just going to sound so sexist. I'm not going to be a chick about it. Like I'll let it grow out and then re-bleach it. Like all of the ladies. Let's stop this really quick. I have to interrupt you. Okay. Why would you say this is going to be so terrible? And then, and then just anyway. barrel right into it. Because every female I work with was like, oh my God, you did such a bad job. And I was like, 
I, I just bought a $10 kit from Walmart. Like, but it just looks terrible. I'm like, I kind of like it. <laughs> you you like that trashy chic. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Everyone's got their thing. So I just let it grow out for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever and then bleach it again. So I, I've started losing weight. And if I get me down too. to if I <laughs> shit, your jokes are not funny. You've been walking and eating slightly better, and so hopefully that's what it's attributed to. Not the C word. You C word. So God, I can't even I just lost it. No, 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 no. You've been you've been losing weight intentionally. And so if I get to my goal weight, you know, if I could do anything with my hair, I would just grow Jon Snow's hair. <laughs> just to piss you off. <laughs> I would grow Jon Snow's hair. <laughs> but that ain't happening. Did I tell you about the long hair thing with Katie? The Keanu thing? No. So, have I told you Katie has a celebrity hall pass now that it is Keanu Reeves? Yes, you did tell me that. So, we're watching John Wick 2. This is when she has her revelation about her lusty feelings for John Wick or slash Keanu Reeves. Um, and then she goes, she looks at me and she goes, do you think you'd grow out your hair again? And I was like, get off my fucking lawn. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I'll have to take up like jujitsu. I'll have to eat lettuce <laughs> like all the time. I can never be Keanu Reeves. That's not cool. So yeah, that's what I have to live up to now. At least I can say really dumb things though. <laughs> and it'd be endearing. I know Kung Fu. Whoa. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. So what's going on with you, man? Well, I have a complex about not being as fit as Keanu Reeves now. That's new. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on with me. We had a conversation a few weeks ago when we were on on said trip to get furniture we drove like four hours three hours three and a half hours on a car yeah. and back so like seven hours in the road to get Probably a couch the so most time we've ever spent together yeah consecutively it was awesome had a good time I mean, yeah consecutively yeah and so um anyway but it came up because i was asking you questions and i wasn't answering the same questions and then you were like why aren't you answering? And I'm like, you didn't ask, and you called me a girl. And I'm just saying, you've proven yourself on this podcast, this episode specifically, that you're much more of a girl than I am. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So just pot calling the kettle black is all I'm saying, retroactively. Is that sexist when I say that? Like calling myself a 14-year-old girl? Like totally we all know 14-year-old girls are ridiculous, right? Well, you could just call yourself a f- the teenager. Yeah. And then but you're like, good. 14-year-old boys are like into stupid shit. They're like, climb on something, jump off something, hit something, you know. Did you do that? Mark said something. No. Right. So that's right. Neither did I. And 14 year so you now you're stereotyping both girls and boys. Just say teenager. I just feel like that's so inaccurate. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's really funny when I picture you as a 14-year-old girl. So I'm cool with it <laughs> for the mental image. Murray, tweet me. <laughs> Tell yeah. me if I'm being really sexist. 
Yeah, so that's going to be, yeah, I will. I cannot wait for her to solve this long, ongoing conflict in our heads. <laughs> I don't know if it's really a conflict. <laughs> I mean, I, I truthfully, at this point, she's probably the only female that I trust, so. <laughs> well, Katie. Kelly. Okay. You don't trust Katie, you just said you don't know if she hates you. No, but I trust her opinion. Well, that's fair. If Katie was like, no, I definitely hate you, I'd be like, oh, well. I guess I am terrible. <laughs> so it's really cool to to be in this screening room because I get to have a movie playing in front of me for the first time in like months as a podcast. Dark Knight. Okay. What? That's mm, okay. No, 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 no. To, to hear me out, I wanted just to see like the grandeur of the screen and the IMAX stuff in this movie is amazing. It is really good. But it is really jarring when it cuts down to the smaller format. <laughs> now I sort of see why. Because Mission Impossible, I think it's Ghost Protocol, doesn't switch. One of them doesn't switch of the newer Mission Impossibles on the home video release. And that really annoyed me at first. But now I'm like, I totally get why. Because it's super jarring when it jumps back and forth. And yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like on a 50-inch TV. So I get the decision by, it was either Brad Bird or Chris McQuarrie, depending on the movie. I just don't remember which one it was. But I respect the director's decision to not do that. Although those Abu Dhabi scenes, it is Ghost Protocol. Those things were damn amazing. And I would love to see those in full size. Yeah. Again, I saw that movie like five times in the theater. That, in IMAX. That's ridiculous. This yeah. IMAX photography, man. It was good. I don't know if it was that good. And you get the opening scene with the blurry Bane voice that they later fixed a little bit in post of uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But you know what? I hadn't seen The Dark Knight Rises yet, so don't give me your condensation. Condescension? Condensation? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Don't condescend me. That movie's not good. (laughs) You're not good. That's the problem. (laughs) I saw a Twitter thread that was um, somebody trying to, like, stir the pot on... um, the Dark Knight Rises saying, I don't care what any of you say, I really love The Dark Knight Rises. And there's like a lot of people who are like, yeah, because that's what people do on Twitter about movies. And I really wanted to tag you in it. But, but then I was afraid you would just say something mean to like hundreds of people who had said nice things about it. And But it would be directed at me, but they would all see it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to unleash Logan on them. He'll bring up Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. I was about to say, Wreck-It Ralph's a better movie, man. Um. <sighs> Did you see Wreck-It Ralph 2? I finally saw it a few months ago. Yeah. It's okay. So, can, so this is going to be a little weird. I know it's a kid's movie and it's a Disney movie. But do you think I'm wrong? And that there's a very subtle underlying, like, oh, she's gay story going on. Oh, no, totally. Okay. So I didn't misread that. I don't think so. Okay. That makes me feel better. I was like, am I just, like... Like, like, what kind of person am I? Am I misreading this whole thing? Like, she's definitely gay, right? But it's that kind of thing that, like, kids won't ever see that. But then eventually, like, if they grow up, they're like, why did I always connect to that person? Oh, that's why. They'll get it one day. And then it'll be good for somebody. That makes me happy. This is sort of like when I watch Batman and I realize I need to be a superhero. That was my secret the whole time. Good luck with that. Oh, I've already done it. Yeah, whatever. Saved your fucking <laughs> life. Prove me wrong. 
Okay, you did the one thing. <laughs> that was like the best setup. I thought about this like six steps ago, and I was like, I'm going to try this and see if it works, and I did Such it. Such a good chess move. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. I'm really proud of that. I walked right into it, man. I'm going to tell people that. Whew. So, oh, what's going on with me? I read a fantastic book, which I know you're never going to read, but bear with me. Um, it's uh, There's a series. It's called The King Killer Chronicles. There's supposed to be three. There's only two out. The third is yet to be released. It's sort of one of those George R. R. Martin situations where the first two books came out within like a year of each other, and then the third one's been like waiting eight years to come out. Um, but anyway... Um, I read the second one because our mutual friend Josh um, borrowed it from me and read it before I did and freaked out and told me I had to read it. So I did. And it's the fastest I've ever read small print 1,100 pages ever in my life. Like it's literally like the size of a brick, like without being obnoxiously. It's a big book. But I read it all. And it was really good. And Josh was really right. And it's made me very, very happy to have it in my life. But if there's going to be a TV show set in the world – that is um, because there's a lot of music in the book. Like the 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 main character plays the lute, and uh, the music's a big part of his life. And so Lin Manuel Miranda is going to handle the music on the show, um, and Sam Raimi is producing of all people. Um, but it's like a high fantasy, um, kind of like um, Lord of the Rings mixed with Harry Potter. Um, so it's sort of a more medieval world but the magic itself is a little more um i don't know it's grounded sounds dumb but in the scheme of things between like dragons and and like witches it's a little more grounded than that if that makes sense um it's like um the like the potions class in harry potter makes sense because it's basically chemistry but with magical ingredients and that's that's kind of like how the magic works in, in this world. Anyway, the main character also, he grew up, was he is, his, um, his family was a traveling trooper, like troop of like actors and uh, singers and performers. And that's what they were. And that's like part of his genealogy. So it's in his genes to be a very good performer and storyteller. So the book, there's so much stuff about the art of storytelling in it and the way it's written about. It's almost like you're reading a book about how to tell stories when it was actually, but it's also this great fiction narrative at the same time. But anyway, that's the reason that I've been thinking a lot about the way I tell stories lately, including why I've mentioned like two different things, like how like adjusted the way I've told the the couch story. And now it's a really good story. And then how I just thought of this joke anyway, but that book is really in my head and it was really good, but it has me thinking a lot about how, bad I am at telling stories because the ending in my stories always have an, a point that's the ending but then trail off and that's not satisfactory to anyone so I'm, I've been reevaluating the way I tell stories out loud because I'm a very bad out loud storyteller I think so I'm working on it good to know <laughs> still a work in progress book's really good I know you won't read it Still have my Ahsoka book. It's a lot easier to read. You haven't read it, so you won't no, read this. I'm bringing it back to you, though. But I recommend it to other people, and yeah, the show's going to be cool. I think because Sam Raimi's cool, but I like him when he's not doing things that have to be grounded in any way. So I think this could be really fun. 
because I think he's gonna like direct a pilot or something, one of those situations. He, he, for I mean, well, I mean, he was he produced Hercules and Xena, so did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. His brother is Joxer. Well, I mean, you probably never watched the show, so I did, um, but I was so little and I didn't watch it either one of them frequently enough um, to be able to like quote more than the main three: Hercules, yeah. Xena, and Xena's friend, whose name I now don't know. Gabriel. Gabriel. Gabriella. I think it's Gabriella. They ended up being in love, right? That was the whole thing. Uh, I don't think they ever one hundred percent were like, "Oh yeah, they're a thing." But it no. was by the end, it was very, very much like, "Yeah, they're they're ride or die." Ride or die. <laughs> Speaking of, have you seen the campaign to get Griffin Newman, who plays Arthur in the Tick, on the new Fast and Furious movie? No, but that would be awesome. So Griffin Newman, so you know I've, I've listened to his podcast, the Blank Check podcast. Yes. Um, so he, it's actually one of his favorite movie series of all time, very earnestly. Like no irony, no hipster douchebaggery. He just really, really loves the series and loves Vin Diesel. He's like, he's like opening day for every Vin Diesel movie ever. He's seen even the ones that you're like. Like, oh, that came out. I forgot that even existed. He's seen them and can talk about them in detail. He loves Vin Diesel. And so he is now using his press tour because the other tick got canceled. But he's still got interviews he's doing for the show and stuff to basically say, Vin Diesel, please let me have a part in the Fast and the Furious 9. And so there's all like these people tweeting Vin Diesel and and like anyway I'm retweeting everything I see because it's just so funny to me. But now I really hope little Griffin Newman gets to be on Fast and Furious. Speaking of ride or die, uh, that would prob well it get me to watch it. I don't know that it get me to pay to go see it. I will take you because those movies are fun. Mm. Hobbs and Shaw. And a movie I was absolutely not interested in, despite loving the three dudes <laughs> that are the main cast. I mean, just, I, I love all three of them. But then I saw a trailer and I texted you and I was like, is, is Vanessa Kirby and Hobbs and Shaw? Because <laughs> uh, now I have to see it. Oh, shoot. I'm glad you said that because the Hobbs and Shaw comes out um, on Katie's birthday. Um, and so I will not be seeing it that weekend. <laughs> I could bet you money. Um, She's not into that. So can I spoil spoiler alert for Hobbs and Shaw, but this information's out there. I know I can spoil this to you, um, but like skip ahead 30 seconds. Anyone who doesn't want to know any little detail, which is, this is just a tiny little detail. Um, okay. Right now. So Keanu Reeves has a cameo apparently in Hobbs and Shaw. And so I tried I tried to use that as a way to get Katie to want to see the movie. And it didn't work. <laughs> yep. But she did then come back and say, But you know, if you really want me to go with you, I will. So I think it did work, but she tried to play it down as if it didn't work. Okay. But anyway, um, so, oh, okay, this is what I was going to tell you. That weekend is Katie's 30th birthday. We are going to go tubing. We're going to do a tubing trip on that Saturday. You should come. You're invited. 
You know I'm not going to go tubing, right? Why? A, I'm not going to wear shorts. Okay. And B, it just doesn't sound like fun. I'll go, like, hang out. Get in the river, and you float down the river. That's it. Mm. Damn it. You're the third person who can't come. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even the first invite. I was the third one. Well, I'm telling everybody in person. Um, Because I might have cancers. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Rivers kind of creep me out, man. But it moves so quickly, you just keep going. The Loch Ness is back there behind you somewhere. It's not chasing you. I don't know what it is. Like I'm fine with the ocean. Like even like there's so many things in the ocean that are gonna kill me. But like get in the river and I'm just like I don't know. All it just creeps me out. You know what I don't like? The lake. Yeah, lakes and rivers. I don't like lakes either. See, I don't mind rivers because like whatever's been in there has been pushed on. You know. Yeah. And if I'm in the middle of it, I'm not way upstream or way downstream. That means that most likely it's uh, the whatever the terrible thing is has gone on. The gigantic snake is like down in the delta somewhere. But the lake, it couldn't get out. And that's that's scary to me. Yeah, it's just chilling, waiting on you. I also have this theory, or not theory, but this fear that there's like a spiky rock that nobody can see. And I'm going to be the one to step on it and like impale my foot. Because it was like a one in a million odds of like hitting it, and because it was so thin and spiky, and then I was the one it hit. So I went when we were when I was a kid, we went uh, rafting. Uh, oh yeah, at I don't like point. that. Mm. And the the guide talked about like uh, uh, something about not getting wedged, but if the boat or, or if the raft flips, don't get wedged between the raft and a rock because it could wrap around the rock and then kill you, and so, there you go. Ugh. This is going to be more of a lazy river situation. That was 30 years ago, and I still remember him saying that. <laughs> Things make an impression. Uh. <laughs> well, okay. You won't be there. If we do something afterwards, I'll let you know, because I have a feeling we're going to try to reconvene at our place or something. Okay. Um, I'll let you know. She doesn't really want a party, but something kind of low-key. I'm all for doing something. I I'm just... That's not me, man. I, I genuinely appreciate the invite, but I would look really, really weird just like, yep, sitting here in my jeans. In the water. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Know thyself. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to look at my legs. They're horrible. <laughs> Is that from the stuff from back in the yeah. day? Yeah. Uh, well, no. I mean, it's from the current stuff that they're pumping into my body. So. Oh. Uh, what's it doing? I mean, I have, have like, these, like, uh, they they'll swell up occasionally, and then the skin will break, and then. Oh yeah. They just look horrible. So. The stuff people. It looks like I have leprosy. Someone needs to fix medicine. I don't understand it. Uh, Did we tell you about? Her dad's new diagnosis thing? No. So it sounds like he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when he was a kid. But they called it like ileitis back then, which is still technically another word for it. But 
a lot of the symptoms he's been experiencing now are very easily attributed to Crohn's disease. And so all the stuff that they thought is a recurrence of cancer, because they couldn't find, they've been having a hard time finding cancer or any like what the cause was. Um, when he brought this up casually to a, they he saw a new doctor who was really good and very, very inquisitive and in and in the way you think all doctors would be, but are not. And um, this came up and now he's going to a gastroenterologist to get it checked out. I think he's going tomorrow, um, which he just saw the new doctor Friday. So anyway, it's a whole thing, but it turns out they changed his diet to be more sensitive to Crohn's because uh, in Crohn's disease, you're not supposed to eat so many raw vegetables. Um, and so he's been eating a lot of raw vegetables from the plant-based diet. But it, And then they stopped that on – so they saw the doctor Friday. The Crohn's disease thing came up. Carol didn't even know about it because it, they didn't – ileitis didn't mean anything to them on a vocabulary thing. You thought he had a sensitive stomach. Like he didn't – it's nothing occurred to him because it's been – decades since it came up last and um they changed the diet to a still vegan but then also Crohn's safe diet and within by sunday he all his symptoms his stomach pains his bloating his discomfort well he had had like bladder pressure that he thought like he was sure he had like um uh oh god uh, like bladder cancer or something because of this weird all of it just stopped within 24 hours of changing his diet. That's awesome. So anyway, so he's, they're going to take a look on the gastro level and test him officially for Crohn's as an adult to kind of, cause it's been like 40, 50 years since this diagnosis. Um, but it would explain years of weird stomach things. And all of Katie's brothers have weird stomach things. Like Patrick used to get really, really sick um, like after almost every meal and it's cause they ate really poorly, but he went straight vegan for a while, but doesn't like raw vegetables. So they never really came into play. And he was like the healthiest and happiest he'd ever been. But Crohn's disease also gives you like a skin rash. So they all, all of her brothers have this like pigment rash kind of thing on that usually shows up on their cheeks. And so like they usually have like really rosy cheeks, but it's this rash thing that's also attributed to Crohn's. And I actually know that cause my mom has something similar, but it shows up on her arms and she's had Crohn's disease all her life. And I've kind of dealt with her symptoms and stuff. Just never put it together because of the way they talk about it. You have to like know to be asking those kind of Crohn's questions to kind of key into it. Cause it's such a weirdly specific thing. Yeah. Otherwise it's just, Oh, I have a sensitive stomach. I'm sensitive to dairy, but really that's not a, you're, it's, it's like you have a disease. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, I used to work with a guy that had Crohn's. It's a wild disease, man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to talk about all the medical stuff. No, I mean, you know, I started the podcast talking about it, so. I thought we started talking about your love life. I don't even remember what happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's not really fair to call it a love life. I mean, maybe not fair to your emotions, but that's what people would call the subject. I mean, it's kind of a one-way street. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You're still doing things with people, though. Yeah. I don't know. If you keep digging, at some point you're going to strike gold. Or, like, 
wind up in China. Well, you know, they got a lot of people in China. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of people online, too. And I haven't met a single one. And every single stereotype of, uh, like, people in China is that they want to stay inside, so there's bound to be someone that is perfect for you. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. I'll <laughs> uh, just have the- digital pets. <laughs> I do like going outside. It's mostly other people I don't like. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I know there like there are people that don't like other people, but I don't know. Like when I go, I've started walking. You mentioned that. Usually get up in the morning, uh, about five thirty, five forty-five. Go walking for about thirty minutes. And if there's ever anybody else, and it's really just a sidewalk, if there's ever anybody else on the sidewalk walking towards me, like, I start having anxiety attacks. (laughs) Like, not big ones. Just like, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. So it's all just about communication. It's not like, oh, they're going to kidnap me. No, no, I don't think anybody's going to hurt me. I was like, please, just don't talk to me. Don't say anything. Don't look at me. I'm not looking at you. Please don't look at me. Don't say anything. I think Ezra has put a smudge on my projector. Oh my god. I can see it. That's the worst. And it's just glass on the front. I just have to wipe it off. But still, don't touch my projector, child. <laughs> it's the <laughs> only thing. <clears throat> it Put is. the cap on it. Well, I know. He takes the cap off. It doesn't like lock in. Um, uh, it's and I know he does because I find it on the table in front of it <laughs> all the time. <laughs> if it wasn't tethered to the actual projector, it would just be, be gone. gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I find it in his train box in like a year. Yeah, <clears throat> and then I go, Ezra, did you take this? And he would just laugh and laugh and laugh. So, uh, uh I mean, it would have been nice to see you Sunday, and I, I'm an Don't asshole, be a drama but... queen. It uh, was definitely, like, I definitely miss seeing Ezra. Oh, jeez, hurt my heart. Oh, okay. So Katie is going to be doing the same thing she did the last, so not, you know, last Sunday we saw you um, again. And it seems like on a more frequent basis um, because she really, and I'll let her kind of speak for herself on this, but let's just say she really enjoyed what she went to and she misses that kind of service. It's very music based, and I respect it. I absolutely hate that kind of thing. So we have reached our most adult, boring compromise ever. In that, well, cool. We'll go to our thing together as a group. And then she'll go to that, and then you and me and Ezra will go to lunch. Okay. Which is probably going to make you think she hates you, but really, I think it just means she likes the music at that other church a lot better. <laughs> That's cool. So it's just made me think that she doesn't like the church we're going to. So yeah, that's been fun. That would but suck. Cause like, if y'all stop going, I would probably definitely eventually stop going. Cause I don't know anybody else there. And I just feel like, well, I mean, nobody talks to me. So that, well, that's not true. You got caught in the hallway last time or the time I did, before last. Cause of the, the bright ass hair. So they're like, Oh, you're new here. And I'm like, nah, I've been here like every week for a month. <laughs> so, but thanks nice. for noticing. I'm getting 
getting to not know, but meeting more people there because Katie took those pictures. So put us right out on Front Street. Um, yeah. I, I was I was going to use y'all as like, I was like, maybe since they're doing that, I'll go to this. And like, since I'll be just basically hanging out with them, I'll actually meet some people. Oh, no, I I can't tell you how much that's not the case because I'm like, Katie, I'll hold your bag for you, your camera bag. And I just walked around her and she used it as an excuse not to have to engage with people because she was walking around taking pictures. He actually did a group picture of everyone. um, And um, he had to yell, the pastor did, he had to yell at me from, because he was like in the water where he was doing the baptisms and he was doing like a selfie group. So he's kind of in the foreground. Everyone's in the background. And he yelled, turned around and yelled, Spencer, get in the picture. Because I was like just far enough to the left. I knew I wouldn't be in the picture. <laughs> and he called me out. And I had to step into the picture. Nice. Um, and then because of the timing, we had to get up together with Jen and Ezra like right after she got done taking pictures. So they did the baptism. We took the pictures. They were setting up the Women's um, World Cup. Uh, go USA the one good thing we've done this year um, yeah, final on the TV and the food and stuff and we were like we gotta go sorry bye and we left so but enough people were like hi so she's taking I'm like mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm. oh she needs me I'll see you later have a good day <laughs> I don't need that I just I, don't need it I do which is so weird because like for most of the last 10 years, I've not been that person. And now you I'm speak much... a good game and I act out the game that you speak. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think it was basically 10 years of me trying to convince myself, like you don't really need anybody else. And then I hit this wall of like, well, you might be about to go for round three, man. So here we go. And I'm like, I, I, I need people. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. You know what we should do is we should ask Ryan, the pastor, to go get like breakfast one day, and uh-huh. the three of us just go. Okay. Because he would get to know you, and then he would plug you in with people because that's what they do. Mm. Just saying. I'm, I'm, that's, I'd be okay with it. There's also several people who go to Epicos, I've noticed, via the bumper stickers. And so maybe you can have some people that can tell you all about comic books. Like, maybe you can learn a few things about Deadpool. I could learn a few things. Sorry. (laughs) I just know how much you hate talking to people about comic books. Yeah, it's usually because I know more than they do. And it just comes off. I sound like the people that I think that they are. Um, and I hate sounding like that person. So, but they're wrong and I'm right. So I did have this thought where, um, I was like, maybe they play Dungeons and Dragons and I've never played Dungeons and Dragons and I could play it one time. I, I, I didn't tell you, I, I did go play magic this Sunday at Epicos on Brainerd. Did you really? Yeah. With a friend from work. How'd that go? Yeah, it went fine. Did you win? Do you win that game? I don't know anything about the game other than it's cards. Uh, yeah, uh, I won a couple. So they didn't like, they wanted to play with their cards because their cards, it's so weird. Their cards are modern, which means they've come out in the last three or four years. 
I haven't played Magic in five or six years. I probably haven't bought Magic cards in ten years. Mm-hmm. So all of my decks are older, and some of them are built and modified. So they're like, uh, I don't know about playing with your stuff, and we'll play with something. They're like, well, let's play with our decks, and I was like, I don't understand your decks. Like mine are simpler. So it was kind of a slightly combative thing. I was like, whatever. I still had fun. So. Well, that's good. Good for you. Yeah, I also went for a hike in red clay. Is that what it's called? I'm not familiar. Red clay trail. It's really cool. There's a blue spring. Do you Mm -hmm. know what a blue spring is? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen one. That's cool. We have blue holes out here. I guess it's a blue. Blue hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. We actually have one that's um, like five minutes from our house that we did not discover until a few weeks ago. <laughs> We've lived here for so long. Um, but Ezra, we went with um, my dad and stepmom. Did I send you any of those pictures? No. I didn't post. I posted that one that was like expedition. Yeah. Um, and so that was um, that was there. And the, the water's not blue because there's so many like there's people in it and stuff. And so it starts to move around the sediment. So it's more green at that point. But, um, but some places it's crystal clear, you know, but we were in there forever. Ezra loved it, but we didn't have a floaty for him. So it was a little nerve wracking because he's like not afraid of anything and ready to jump right into the deep end. Um, and so, which is really fun, except you're constantly like, Oh God, catch him. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, but we have, he has a floaty now. And so we got to go back out there and let him play out there. But it's got like a picnic area and you can like sit and like, you don't have to like get in the water. So if you ever wanted to go, we could like walk out there and you could hang out. And there's like good shady areas and stuff and watch Ezra be a crazy person. Yeah, that would be cool. So. Yeah. I'll be down for that. So you missed Ezra. I did. I really did. Um, yeah, he adds you to his. We do this thing. Oh, let's see if I can make Logan cry. Now that I've said it, you won't, because that was my intention is to make you not cry. Um, but we do this thing at night sometimes, not every night, but um, we do his go to his go to bed routine involves reading books to him. Like tonight, we read. We call it reading a hundred books, but he basically brings a gigantic pile of however many books he wants to read, and we read all of the books. Um, and we read all the books together as a family um tonight which is not always the case usually it's one person in the room but that's what we did tonight and then when he gets into bed he says prayers and then he asks to basically sing a bedtime song usually once or twice um but occasionally if he's like more wide awake and we kind of need a buffer between prayers and the song to kind of give him a few more minutes because you can just you can sort of tell as his parents were used to we can kind of tell he needs a few more minutes to talk and then get a little more worn down because he's just not quite over the edge so we do um what he calls uh, thank you jesus's <laughs> and it's, it's so he goes thank you jesus for oma and papa which are katie's parents thank you jesus for Na- nano and pops which is my dad and his wife my stepmom and and so on and so forth but you now have made the ranks and when he picks all the names like we don't tell him the names so he, we will kind of lead with like thank you jesus and then he fills in and then he'll go thank you jesus for oh my pops and then we'll go thank and we'll kind of lead him just on the thank you jesus but he picks the people that he thinks is thankful for um and and he picks you and now you're now you are in rotation 
Uh, that is incredibly sweet. And um, and he would do that too sometimes when he's being a douchebag in public or <laughs> saying I want. He, the big thing is when he mostly it's the I want things like I want something. Um, and if we know he can have it and we're trying to work to get there so he can have it so he doesn't become such a jerk that we have to be like, no, kid, you can't have it. We go tell us three things you're thankful for. And sometimes he does things. Sometimes he does people. and Sometimes he mixes it up. But you have come up in those um, thankful for um, Uncle Logan five or six times at this point um, since we started doing that in the early part of the summer. So yeah, you're you're he's thankful for you, uh, and he thanks Jesus for you. So there you go. Uh, that's that makes me feel really good. I, uh, I I one of the things that's been coming up, I guess, because of all the like, hey, you might have cancer again, is just this idea that like, I, I mean, I love you, man, <laughs> and you're you're on the list, but. My favorite people in the world call me uncle. And all, not all, but a lot of what I've been thinking about for the last, like, three weeks has been, like, what if, I mean, what if I'm not around for all all of the stuff that I'll miss, you know? And so... Being around kids, even though I, he's family to me. I know y'all consider me family, but like I, this female at work, I took her and her two kids to go see Spider-Man, which is fucking amazing. We didn't even talk about Spider-Man. So good. I agree. Then I've been to dinner with this other female at work and her child. And just like being, it's so selfish. I'm like, I'm using your kids, but it, like it just makes me feel so much better so like interacting with their kids in a non-creepy way i mean you've seen it so yeah no i know you have uh, that um gift it's almost and it's because you've been around so many nieces and nephews and your little brother and stuff because you have a brother that is significantly younger than you um Mm -hmm. and so not only nieces and nephews but you have this brother so you have this gift that i usually only attribute to people who are parents of grown children who innately know how to talk with little kids not at not down to and not uh, talking to but talking with and it's a gift and you can usually tell who had um who, who were communicative parents with their kids um because they just innately it's a and they all do it different it's not like one way it's just a it's just a a, a sense of being almost instead of a process and you have that pretty innately like Ezra when we went to lunch the first time I guess I I think it was like the first time we went to lunch but he wanted to sit next to you and you guys just he's you know he gets a little excited especially um getting hopped up on cheese because we usually go to eat Mexican food um and so he gets that queso and he's all like happy place but then you're there and so it's like a new person he's very animated and excited but you guys are bouncing back and forth and you're talking and it's it's a good dynamic you have that gift even though you're not a parent it's there are people who are creepy and we've already seen some of that you know and that is not you you have that sort of innate parent sense that uh i've only seen in certain parents and and it's funny because you're not a parent but i think your nieces and nephews and your little brother sort of have given you that gift yeah 
Uh, for sure. And it, it always throws people. Um, the one female I've gone to dinner with, with her and her three-year-old daughter, like inevitably I, I mean, it sounds terrible because it sounds like I'm ignoring her, but I'm not. But a lot of adults, especially single parents have a bad tendency to like go do something with their kid and then like exclude their child. And I'm not saying she does this. So if I'm in the situation, I will just talk to the child because like, it's so easy to just be like, Oh, we'll talk about adult stuff. Like the kid's not even here. And that that's not really fair. So like anytime we've gone to dinner twice and both times, it's just been like, I start, you know, just talking to the child and she will just look at me like, what are you doing? Cause I'll ask her about her day, ask her what she did. And, you know, and it can come off creepy, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, kids want to talk too. <laughs> they don't want to just watch YouTube. So, you know, and then after a while they do get bored cause they're not adults. They don't want to talk for 45 minutes. <laughs> And part of it, too, though, has got to be for the parents that they just want an adult conversation. And, like, I remember yeah. being, I say, I got, I was um, the Buster Bluth of the only children of a single parent situation where it was like, I just learned that it was better just not to be seen or heard. Yep. And at some point, the other people would be like, and we didn't have YouTube, you know. <laughs> and so there would be, like, a lot of drawing on if they had, like, a little kids menu or I'd bring a book, literally, or comic books. And there'd be a lot of, at some point, I would get heaps of praise um, for how uh, well behaved you are. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I thought I was the golden child, but really I was the suppressed child. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty tough. So I, I feel bad for those kids. I feel bad that, that, you know, you were put through that. That's pretty horrible. No, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's, I think it gave me a lot of gifts and a lot of curses, but I'm starting to recognize the curses, and that helps. Yeah. Tegan and Sarah have a new album coming out September 27th. That's exciting. Uh, I've well, never listened to Tegan and Sarah. Welcome to me being a 14-year-old girl. Marie, let me know if that's problematic. <laughs> I've seen them in concert twice. You also did, I won't say specifics, but, and I did text you this, um, but only in a like, hey man, I saw what you did there, and it, I know my text can come off like, oh, he's being an ass, usually because I'm being an ass, but like, I was very proud. I was like, I, I think I'm going to cry. When? Uh, you responded to somebody on Facebook. Oh, you didn't say that. You just said you also did and then jumped into that. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm rambling. So you also did something that made me like that also brought on like a text of like, hey, man, I see what you did here. And like I read that and it almost made me cry just that you made an effort. So, yeah, I'm glad I did. I don't feel bad about having done it. I, I opened myself up to have a little salt on the wound. Um, and that's OK that's okay um and and so that's the risk that you take or that one takes and um and that's okay uh, it's the hardest thing in reality is that on the daily 
I think not even joking or exaggerating daily what I have that pop up and that the stupid Facebook memories things are. You have mm-hmm. memories with Katie, Logan, and this other person every single day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not making any new ones, and that sucks. That yeah. sucks. But so anyway, I'm glad I did it. Um, and I'm glad it was something positive. Um, and it wasn't because of like a tragedy that, that I reached out. It was just like something nice and clean. And I can tell by the lack of response that he didn't. That's, that's that. That's that. And that's fine. And maybe if there's an opportunity, a nice clean opportunity to do so again, I'll do so again. Um, but I'm not going to push because I think he would not appreciate any sort of pushing or agenda. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, kind of gave me a little bit of hope of like, I think I still got a chip on my shoulder about the Ryan thing. So yeah, uh, he started kind of communicating a little more in yeah. a different way than he has been. Yeah. Uh, I do feel bad because no, um, I, I, I completely disregarded it because maybe I guess I thought it was you. But, like, in our group text, he did put something about going to see a movie. And I went back and looked. I was like, oh, damn, that was Ryan. I thought Spencer put that in there. And, like, neither one of us responded. (laughs) Well, that sucks. I didn't think about it. Now that you've said it, I totally remember it. I just forgot about it, which happened all the time in our group thread, which never would have made any difference until now. (laughs) Because at least one of us would have responded. And I didn't respond because I was just like, oh, Spencer's reaching out. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, damn, that was Ryan. Oh, damn. Neither me nor Spencer responded. We look like assholes. It happens. You should respond then. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not there yet, man. That's fair. I'm working but... on it. So. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> I think he'll talk to you when you do, just so you know. Uh, well, if I have, if I have cancer again, I'm sure he'll talk to me. <laughs> it seems to be the great uh, binder. Mm. It's kind of crappy. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Hopefully, not have cancer. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the hope. Uh, I. So this sounds horrible. Uh, we can wrap it up. I know I've been rambling forever. Mm. Um, honestly, I think at this point I'm scared. That if it's not cancer, like, because there's other stuff, like, there's some swelling. Even somebody today even said, like, hey, man, like, the side of your face looks a little swollen. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm like, did something happen? I'm like, I mean, no, not yet. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And you you can kind of tell. Mm -hmm. And there's just other stuff. So... I, I don't know, it sounds stupid, but like, yeah, I'm scared of cancer, but what if it's not? Then what is it? Yeah. Like, I know the cancer, like, I kind of know how that's going to go. Granted, it could go completely horribly wrong, because that's usually what happens when you've been down that road three or four times. But, like, I know what that entails. I don't know what anything else entails. Yeah, I mean, so I truthfully, if you have, I mean, honestly, the thing that comes to mind, if it's not that, 
is some sort of infection because your immune system is compromised. Yeah. Um, and it's just an infection that you don't, they don't know where it is. They've got to identify, they've got to find it. They may have to you know, remove something. Um, but it at least becomes hopefully less invasive than ongoing pure cancer treatment. Yeah. And so that's, that's, um, that's better. That's a positive um, way of thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, though, that's, that's what's been going on with Howell for the last few months. It's been like, if it's not, cause they can't find cancer, but he has been having all sorts of symptoms, um, which have been sort of frightening on the almost weekly basis. Um, and so anyway, I just, um, yeah, that's what I hope for something that is not the worst of the worst, maybe complicated, but doable. Yeah. Do- doable's okay. Even if it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. We'll treat your wounds. Yeah. We'll get there. We will. We will. I'll make up shirts that say round three fight. I'd wear it. Yeah. I would wear it. You can sell them on, on a website to, to pay for my treatment. I mean, we'll do a GoFundMe. I'm down with it. Uh, I didn't pay for the last one. so Or the one before that. <laughs> Why pay for this one? <laughs> oh, man. Um, anyway. We were supposed to do two podcasts tonight, but we've been talking for like an hour and a half. So I'm assuming the other one's out. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. Sorry. This was a good one, though. Don't apologize. I'm not even going to listen to that. Don't apologize. This is a good conversation. I was apologizing to Marie. Oh, well, you can apologize to Marie. That's fine if you want to. Yeah, she's been looking forward to that conversation, although... I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. It's not going to be what you want. (laughs) I told Katie tonight, I was like, she goes, are you looking forward to this? And I said, probably not. I think you didn't like the movie. And so I, I said, probably, the nice thing is it'll be poetic because I hated St. Elmo's Fire and you probably hated this movie. And it'll be a good way to end the show. <laughs> uh, so maybe next week. I'll be on vacation, so I could just podcast whenever next week. So, No, I'm down. I'm, a, I'm in Memphis week after next. Um, so if we want to do a couple things, we can do a couple things week after next. Okay. Yeah, that works. Um, so, uh, two weeks ago, uh, yeah, two, almost two weeks ago, uh, was one year. Congratulations. We've been podcasting this particular show for one year. Oh, wow. And what have we done? Like eight episodes? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's 29 which is a little hey, bit more than one every two weeks, or about one every two weeks. That's awesome. So, that's kind of was the goal. Yeah. Um, um, yeah I didn't I, think it was the goal at the beginning, but it became the goal, so that's yeah. good. Um, uh, at one point, I think for the first few weeks, it was like once a week. And then, I mean, inevitably, stuff happens. I started doing more shows, and so, you know. But yeah, every other week, and it's uh, stupid, but it's probably been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. So, this one? Yeah. Oh. Personally. Well, well thank you. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I've enjoyed it greatly. I feel like it's. I think our. I feel like our friendship has um, deepened. 
Maybe not evolved. Yeah. We're still basically the same knuckleheads that we were when we started in a lot yeah. of ways. But I feel like our friendship is deep, and I understand more about you. Hopefully, you understand a little bit more about me. You don't ask about me enough, so I don't talk about myself all the time. But That's true. <laughs> and I constantly feel bad about it. Oh, well, then you call me a girl. That's sexist. <laughs> I just looked up as I made that joke, which was amusing me, and it was the scene of the Joker in the jail clapping really awkwardly towards <laughs> the camera. And I was like, well, this is going to be better. Um, it's really sad because I'm watching this movie, and I think about the culture around it now, and it's really disappointing. Because I really want to just enjoy this movie as like a, a banger of an action movie. And it's just so many negative people about that are obsessed with the Joker in these movies. The Joker was a great villain because he was a bad guy, not because he was something to admire. So it reminds me of the Walter White thing, right? People Where, love Walter White, but he's a terrible person. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, like, and, to me, it's always been Heath Ledger is amazing because the performance is amazing. It's like the same thing with Clockwork Orange, liking um, um, McDowell. Yes, but, but it's like I think he's fantastic. But people really love Alex. Is that the character's name? Yeah. That people really love Alex or like have like the t-shirts, the whatever. I'm like, no, no, Alex isn't good. I don't want an Alex t-shirt. No, but he's but a terrible person, man. But McDowell's a fantastic performance. This is so similar. I don't. It's disappointing to watch this and think, like I think Heath Ledger. No, I mean, who who am I to say? But I have this feeling based on past interviews that I've read and seen with him that he would reject that take of the Joker these days. Yeah, absolutely. So. You should be watching Legion, too. No, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. I promise. Five left. And, I mean, it's still... God, it's so good, man. If I haven't watched it by Memphis, then I'm going to watch all the episodes I've missed when I get to Memphis. So I'll be totally caught up that week. I mean, it, it is still the question of, like, not being able to see yourself as the bad guy. Yeah. And how damaging that is when you do things that are so completely awful. And Joanna Robinson swears he sticks the landing. Whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's so freaking good. I can't wait for Preacher. And I, I just got this gut feeling that it's going to be Christmas before we've seen Mr. Robot. Which is okay. Um, sorry. Lose you? No, sorry. I got distracted as the interrogation scene. And I knew that Batman was about to show up. And then pff, he did. So that was good. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm just now I'm lamenting, <laughs> I'm lamenting the reputation of this film. Um, so my, I, I'm beginning to think. Okay, I know we have to. I know we said we're going to end, but let me just. Uh, this is my I, last. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. So, so Brothers Bloom, right? It's a movie yes. you love. I, I also would. I adore. It. I don't. I don't have it in that highest like top five how do you like for me i don't know but i love it i do still love it and i think it's great and i love sharing it i love talking about it i do not love it to the level you do but i i I really admire that film i'm almost glad that that movie was not some surprise indie hit because 
imagine that movie getting in the wrong hands. Not that movie, like, because like, it's got something that could be manipulated, but imagine, like, a movie like that getting in the wrong hands, right? And so, like, I just think, like, maybe the problem with The Dark Knight is that it was so popular that it got into too many hands, and there are enough bad people or frustrating people that can distort and take away what was fine to begin with and good to begin with. Like it's almost good that Brothers Bloom is your thing, and 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 in some cases our thing, but it's not something that I feel like is the what's it called the canon. It's not part of the canon of of yeah. the internet's thing. And maybe like Dread, Dread is like for me top five superhero movie or comic book movies. Like I freaking love dread and as much as i would have loved like the trilogy that they were planning for that series i'm so glad that i have that movie and not enough people like it that has been taken from me because i feel like it could become this dark thing too but that's not the point of that movie and it can stay not the point of that movie because not enough people like it and now i'm kind of like maybe the dark knight shouldn't have been this big and that would have been better long term yeah Donnie Darko teeters on that, but I stay far enough away from the, uh, like, internet, like, kind of cred or obsession or whatever about that movie because it's so personal for me that, like, I, I mean, if other people enjoy it, that's fine, but I honestly don't give a shit what other people think about that movie or how they interpret it. I only know what it means to me. So. Yeah. Uh, like if I did a deep dive of like internet stuff on Donnie Darko and people like not understanding that he wasn't uh, a good person really, um, mm. you know, not he made the right decision, but that he just wasn't a good person. Um, like it, that would bother me. So I like I completely understand and I can see how that would happen with Brothers Bloom because like there is a version of that story or a point of view of that story where it's like these two assholes basically gaslighting this poor rich chick who is kind of clueless for the most part and just it just doesn't interest me like there's such a an innocence to her and really bloom um, who really for the most of his life only just wanted um, to make his brother happy and also to be his own person and how like those things completely conflicted with each other. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Now I want, sorry to circle back to the beginning, now I want a Craig Drake print of her in Brothers Bloom. That would be so cool. She's so, she's so great in that movie. I, I'm, the moment where he, it, they get off the boat and he's like, this is not an adventure. And she turns around, she's like, it totally is. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, so embedded in my head uh, i mean i saw the movie seven times in the theater uh the only other movie i paid to see that many times is jurassic park so how many times did you see con air in the theater 
about 32. I was talking to Katie about that. And I couldn't remember. We watched the honest trailer for it. She's never seen it. Um, and I said, before we watch this, I need you to know, I earnestly really like this movie and Logan loves this movie and it has got a lot of goofy stuff in it. So this is bound to be funny, but I need you to understand it's not a terrible thing. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a stupid movie, but it is like unabashedly stupid <laughs> and I love it. Um, but yeah, even that, even Con Air, Con Air is a movie that can live in that place that's like a happy place of being its bad self with a slight reputation. But it, I'm so glad it didn't like explode in that moment because now we would all be like, this is dumb. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the narrative never got to shift into the public's decision or a certain sex decision on what it would be. Yeah. Instead, it could just live among the fans of it. And that's as simple as it needs to be. And, and maybe maybe what is the best way is to have the middle of the road. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And, and just for anybody who doesn't know, that's why the distinction is Logan paid to see Jurassic Park and Brothers One seven times. Logan saw Conair for free a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sorry. I would pay to go see other stuff. And we knew the manager of the discount theater. So it just really didn't matter. We'd go see something. And then when it was over, we'd just go watch Con Air at whatever point in time the movie was playing. If it was the last 30 minutes, great. If it was all two hours and 20 minutes, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw it every day for, for, well, five times a day or five times a week. I mean, probably for over a month straight. <laughs> That's so funny. So, so funny. I love it. Um, what else? What else, man? So Spider-Man was great. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it. I, I've seen it. I, just anybody listening. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's the funniest movie I've seen this year, which isn't saying much. I know I haven't seen a lot of movies, but I laughed so much. And just they pulled everything off, even the the twist or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. even though I knew what was coming. I was like, that's brilliant. Like the way they pulled it off. I was like, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> this, we had, I had a pretty decent crowd. I went to see it in IMAX. So we had like, you know, the assigned seating and stuff. And there was a guy who was the way it was laid out. I was trying to get, you know, I like to sit kind of close in the middle and stuff and. So I'm like one seat separating me and this other guy. And um, cause it was kind of crowded. And he wasn't laughing for the first like 40 minutes of the movie. But the crowd was really good. And I just kept like cracking up. And then at some point I noticed him like I cracked up at something. Like it just was so deeply amused to myself. Like the, not the whole crowd wasn't really laughing at. But then he I saw him kind of look at me and he was so like too cool to be there kind of cool even though he's there by himself. So, you know, he wanted to be there and it's like something flipped in him and he just started chuckling and then he laughed the rest of the movie. So I was like, this is cool. Like we're all laughing, having a good time. <laughs> it was nice. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to see it with two, uh, it's one, I think one is like four or five and then one's like seven and they were very much into the movie. Um, but the best part, <laughs> was next to us these two uh very much teenage girls sat down and i mean they didn't look like the kind of people 
you would think would be their opening night. But at this point, it's a Marvel movie. The crowd is just ridiculous. And so I was like, man, please don't like text and talk during the movie. But they didn't. They watched the whole movie and then uh, and never said anything. But then the reveal happened and both of them lost their minds. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, my whole theater was like, what? What? Both of them just so loud. What? I was like, yeah, (laughs) that was worth it. Oh, man. And then we saw, I saw Toy Story. I'm going to see it next week. I'm taking some or all of the kids. I don't know. It's it's good. And then we saw yesterday the Beatles. Yeah, it's very fun. It's, it's a... Richard Curtis movie kind of through and through um, but very enjoyable and very funny they have one misstep that I thought was a huge misstep and Katie and I both got in the car and were like I really liked it and she sort of hesitated I went but it was blank right and she goes yeah totally just did not work for me at all and and it was sort of like I wish they hadn't done that one thing because I think I honestly would have put it like at the about time level of how much I really enjoyed it and appreciated it. And they just did sort of a thing. I was like, I don't know, but it is very enjoyable. It does not ruin the movie. It just sort of took me out of the movie for long enough that I was like, yeah, I wish that wish that had not happened. Cause for this five minutes is like a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like finding a hair, not a hair. I'm pretty not bothered by something like that, but it's like finding like a bug in your food. That, three quarters of the way through a meal and it was really a great meal and now all you'll remember is that bug and it won't matter how good the rest of it was yeah so but um but no but otherwise the kid the guy uh i think it's hamish 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 patel the guy who plays the main character he's awesome and i can't wait to see him do more things because he is so charming and very good and has some good dramatic moments and a great singer um but really 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 cool star i think this is like his big break so i hope he does more things with it and danny boyle who i'm a huge fan of even though sometimes he misses um does some really fun camera stuff in a very simple well simple you know high concept romantic comedy but still it's kind of a simple movie and he makes it look a little more complicated than it is a few times in ways that i really liked like driving on the highway looks really beautiful much more beautiful than it should for a romantic comedy (laughs) so um, so stuff like that I liked about it. I would recommend it, but you know, go see it in the theater just so it makes money and we get more movies like it. But otherwise, see it at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to see it in the theater. So, and then soon enough, I'll see Midsummer and Stuber. I really want to see Stuber. Yeah, I might go see Stuber next week. I'm trying yeah. to see if I can get. Um, I'm trying to work it out. Our buddy Keeler, we have not seen him in a very, very long time, so we're trying to get together with him. And when I know when he's free on Saturday, the other time, like if he's free in the afternoon, I'm going to see if my aunt's free in the evening. And if he's free in the evening, I'm going to see if she's free in the day so that Katie and I can go see Stuber because it's only like 90 minutes, um, which is the perfect time for an action comedy. So we're going to see. Yeah, it looks fun. I love Kumail, man. He's just so funny. Yeah. He really is. Oh man! All right, now I'm feeling it. Now I'm feeling tired. This is fun. Yeah, conversation all over the place. I I definitely needed it. Um, 
I, I do appreciate the apology. I know I was a dick, but... The, oh, oh, hey, let me say right now, don't get hung up on what I said. We're all good. Everything's good. No hard feelings. N- not thinking about it ever again. I Well, I was going to say, uh, like, I appreciate it. I'm glad it came when I was in a much better place because uh, I was in a pretty dark place for, like, two days straight. And... uh uh, it just would not have been would not have been fun for anybody <laughs> to be conversing with me. The few people that were were like, "Are, are you really okay, man?" <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm glad that it, I know it was, you won't admit it, but I know it can be exhausting. So I'm I'm glad that you weren't inadvertently roped into all of that. So. Well, we're all good. Everything's good. I don't know what to say to that. We're good. You're good. Hopefully your uh, your tomorrow is better. Well, I won't really know until Monday. That's true. So, of course, this probably won't go up until Friday. That way nobody hears it and I don't get any messages. Um, which sounds like, uh, well, I mean, I am. I'm being a dick about it. So, um I just I I don't want any uh, platitudes, whether they're real or not. So you know, I just I don't want to deal with it until I absolutely have to. So no, that's fair. And I, I also haven't told Katie because she's been in the middle of the stuff with her dad. So if you want to not have that conversation there, you don't have to have that conversation there. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about asking you about that. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm it just occurred. It just occurred to me now, but it gives you a pass, which I thought you might want, but it also gives her a pass, which she might need, so, just for a couple more days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks. I definitely needed it. So, And I'm glad it happened now and not like last Friday or something. <laughs> so. No, I'm with you, and I'm honestly glad we didn't do the movie one because this was better for me too yeah. as well. Um, but Marie, it's coming. It's going to be a barn burner because apparently Logan and I's friendship are going to once again be tested by his terrible movie taste. Yeah, I, you know what? Since we're not, I'm I'm vowing right now because we definitely won't get to it before next week. And since I'm going to be off starting Friday night, at some point this weekend. I will rewatch the movie from beginning to end because that's also an issue. I had to watch it in pieces. So I will read about it before you watch it again. Just like, just like Google it. Okay. Just do some reading and see how sometimes see if anything changes. I didn't hate it, but I I definitely don't think the discussion is going to go the way. It's not going to be a love fest. I think it would be like if we talked about Lost in Translation. That's what I feel like is coming. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't think it'll be that bad. Oh, my God. All right. Lost in Translation is definitely the St. Elmo's Fire of, of, like, your side of things. So, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Have a better tomorrow. Bye. Bye.